Why spend hours searching dealerships, comparing makes and models? Find the best of BC's inventory in one place, todaysdrive.com. You'll have access to inventory across BC, where you can easily find a vehicle that fits your needs and gets you where you need to go in comfort. Get in the driver's seat. Don't miss out on the many options we have available for you. Powered by Black Press Media, todaysdrive.com connects you with exclusive new and used car deals. When you think of stagecoach robberies, what comes to mind? For me, it's pretty much any scene from a cowboy movie where stagecoaches are being chased through the forest by gangs of robbers. They're jumping from their horses, shooting the driver or the guards, and stealing away with bags of money, gold, or other treasure. You know, something right out of the video game Red Dead Redemption or some black and white spaghetti western. It's a fantastic scenario. One full of action, danger, and mystique. Did you know that stagecoach robberies are a part of real British Columbia history? Yep, true story. And here's some of them on today's Haphazard History, brought to you by the Williams Lake Tribune. Welcome to Haphazard History, stories of the pioneers, people, and places of the Caribou-Chilcotin region of BC. Now, here's Jason Ryle. For more than 50 years, from 1863 until 1917, the red and yellow BC Express Company's stagecoaches transported mail, express, and passengers from Yale all the way to Barkerville, an 800-mile return trip. The company was founded by Francis Jones Barnard, and at first was called the Barnard Express, or BX, as it was known to three generations of Caribou residents. In the early 1860s, Barnard began carrying letters on foot from New Westminster to the Caribou goldfields. Gradually, he earned enough money to purchase some horses and then start a Pony Express. By late 1863, he had established a regular stagecoach service from Yale up to Soda Creek. With the completion of the CPR Railway in 1886, however, the new community of Ashcroft became the major southern terminus of the stagecoach route. To those of us who grew up on a diet of Western movies, the term stagecoach brings to mind images of masked men on horses waiting in ambush, holding up terrified passengers, and then galloping off with sacks of gold, right? However, during its decades of service, the BX which was considered one of the most prominent stagecoach lines in North America, built up an outstanding reputation for reliability and service. It saw remarkably few holdups, even though it carried literally tons of gold. In 1866, for example, the New Westminster newspaper reported that the BX made 80 return trips to Barkerville from Yale and carried a total of $4,619,000 worth of treasure and valuables. At first, a mounted provincial policeman rode with each stage as an escort during the months when the heaviest gold shipments were made. This didn't really prove to be an effective use of the police officer's time, though, so the company took on the responsibility and then hired armed men to ride shotgun and guard the valuables. However, after a few years, even this practice was discontinued because 
it was considered to be an unnecessary expense. After that, the drivers were on their own, although most of them were always heavily armed. In researching this article, we could find only information on five robberies over the life of the BC Express Company's stagecoach era. The first holdup occurred in 1885 near 85 Mile, where two highwaymen made off with $4,000 in gold. A few years later, another robbery took place between Soda Creek and Quinnell. Those thieves got away with approximately $2,000. In both of these instances, the criminals were never apprehended, and the gold was never found. These were the only two successful holdups in the company's history. A much larger robbery occurred in July of 1890 at the bottom of the Bridge Creek Hill near 100 Mile House. The robber got away with more than $15,000 in gold. A few weeks later, though, a man named Martin Van Buren Rollins arrived in Ashcroft saying that he had struck it rich at Scotty's Creek, some 19 miles to the north. This news started a mini gold stampede to the area. But strangely, nobody else found any gold there. Rollins continued to bring gold from his find into Ashcroft, spending it very freely, mainly in saloons and on gambling. So the authorities, of course, became suspicious. They obtained some of the gold and had it examined. It was found to be an exact match to the type of gold stolen from the stage at Bridge Creek. What Rollins didn't realize was that gold from each individual creek is different, with its own unique properties, and that people with experience could identify the creek and the area it came from just by examining the gold. Rollins was arrested. He confessed to the robbery and was sentenced to seven years in the penitentiary at New Westminster. Somehow, he managed to escape after being there for just two years and he was never seen again. In June of 1894, a rough character named Red Bluff Charlie held up the stagecoach at 150 Mile House and escaped with the meager total of $45 in gold dust. He was captured the next day on the road to Dog Creek. Two weeks later, he appeared before Judge Clement Cornwall and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. He didn't escape. Don't you wish that our present-day justice system worked as well and as quickly as this? The last holdup, which happened in November 1909, is also reputed to be the last holdup of an overland stagecoach on the North American continent. This one took place between 141 Mile and 144 Mile on the Caribou Road. A man and a woman stopped the stage at Rifle Point and demanded all the registered mail sacks from 150 Mile and points north. The driver, Charles Westaby, who was quite deaf, pretended that he couldn't understand their instructions. In the confusion, he managed to keep back some of the full sacks and substitute them for empty ones, so that the thieves got away with only about $2,000. One of the sacks that Westaby hid contained more than $5,000 in currency from the bank in Quinnell. The stage was then ordered to drive on, and it made good time to 134 Mile House, where word was telegraphed up and down the line, 
and the police were notified. A posse of BX employees, ranchers, and police proceeded to the scene of the crime. There, they found the mail sacks in the bush, all cut open and all the currency removed, of course. The couple's horses were tracked for several miles until they mingled with the tracks of some wild horses and the trail was lost. However, the Moccasin Telegraph was very active and after a process of careful elimination and checking, the authorities finally decided that the culprits were a man and a woman who she claimed was her brother-in-law. They had been living in the 150-mile area for only a few weeks. The pair were quickly arrested, but no money was found. However, the prisoners were taken to Ashcroft, put on a train, and told to get out and stay out of Canada. The Ashcroft newspaper noted that they were undoubtedly guilty and were obviously relieved to get off so lightly. In all, the BC Express stagecoaches carried tens of millions of dollars in gold from the creeks of the Caribou to Yale and Ashcroft. They were a familiar sight on the wagon road, but by the end of the First World War, they had been relegated to history, replaced by big Winton touring cars. Only two original BX stagecoaches remain, one at the Hat Creek Ranch and the other on display at the Red Coach Inn in 100 Mile House. If you like what you heard, you can always check out the Williams Lake Tribune with new articles written by Barry Sale, our local historian and provider of stories for these podcasts. You can visit the Williams Lake Tribune on their website or follow them on Facebook and get both articles written and the podcast available there. We're available on all the major platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, Podbean, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. On our next episode of Haphazard History, I'll share with you the story of the Live Yanks Hotel. Until then, I'm Jason Ryle, and thanks for listening. Buying a home is an important milestone. Find the right realtor and the right listings for your needs at todayshomebc.com. Powered by Black Press Media. With easy-to-use search filters and direct links to realtors and their websites, you'll get all the information you need to find your perfect home. Search hundreds of local listings and get access to the top real estate professionals to help you find your perfect property. Get started now at todayshomebc.com.